Nobody likes a town yanter, the person who goes around gossiping and telling all the latest stories and rumors. But you know what's worse than the person telling that lush and hara? It's the people listening to that lush and hara. Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on Duff A, page 5 of Masefta Subas. And we learn that if a tree falls in the forest and there is no one to hear it, it makes no sound. Lush and Hara is only effective if there's somebody listening to the news. Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Harissa today. I like to begin with a story. The Chavetz Chaim wasn't employed by the community, but between his wife's small grocery store and his Sfarim sales, they eked out a living. In each community that he would visit, he would do the rounds knocking on doors and offering his holy wares. His reputation preceding him, he would arrive in town and approach the heads of the community and request one of the local yeshiva bachrim to show him around town. He would, of course, compensate the young man for his time. On one occasion, as he was being accompanied, the bacher commented, Here there's a well-to-do fellow, but he's a complete miser. It would be a waste of time and effort to try visiting him. The Chavetz Chaim heard these words and froze. Despite it not yet even having been lunchtime, he immediately opened his wallet and gave the young man his entire wages for the day. He sent him on his way, fearful of hearing even one more improper word from the man. Let's look at today's Gemara. Ba'akapara taught, What is the meaning of, and you shall have a peg among your weapons, Azeinecha? Do not read your weapons azenecha, rather your ear oznecha, meaning that if a person hears an inappropriate matter, he should place his finger into his ears. The school of Rabbi Ishmael taught, why is the entire ear hard and the earlobe soft? It is so that if a person hears an inappropriate matter, he will bend his earlobe in. The sages taught a person should not allow his ears to hear idle matters because of the fact that ears are sensitive and are the first of the limbs burnt. Let's examine this Gemara. Life is a battlefield. We're here on earth waging war against the forces of evil. Every moment of every day we are faced with challenges, ever more powerful weapons designed by the Eight Sahara to advance his troops. Unless we maintain our guard and vigilance, we will be injured and maimed by the onslaught of enemy fire. One of the most effective pieces of the Satan's artillery is Lashon Hara. You might have the purest heart and mouth on the planet, but when Lashon Hara is fired in your direction, it's incredibly difficult to dodge the bullets because it's not only a sin to speak Lashon Hara, it's also a sin to listen to Lashon Hara. In fact, it may be an even bigger sin to listen to Lashon Hara than to speak it. How so? The Torah says that one of the tools amongst the soldier's weapons must be a peg, so that when he relieves himself, he will be able to cover his waist. Since God is on our side, we need to make sure that we are constantly clean of any impurity. The Ibn Ezra adds that such impurities include forbidden speech or action. What's more, even the mere sight of impure ways, says the Ibn Ezra, can sully the soul. Bar teaches that in our spiritual battle, the peg represents our fingers that must act as pegs inside our ears so that we don't listen to Lashon Hara. The Chavetz Chaim quotes this Gemara and asks rhetorically whether one should conclude that the prohibition to listen to Lashon Hara is merely rabbinic in nature. After all, the literal intent of the verse is about physical warfare. 
He concludes that this teaching is an asmachta, an allegorical allusion, but that there is an alternative source for the biblical prohibition. The Torah states you shall not accept a false report. Rashi explains that the verse forbids listening to Lashon Hara and cautions a judge that he may not listen to the contentions of either litigant until both are present. How does Rashi know that the verse is about Lashon Hara? Explains the Chavetz Chaim. The verse literally forbids a judge from listening to one side of the story if the other side isn't present. The fact is that the other side will eventually show up to court anyway, and the story will be verified and tested. Nevertheless, the Torah prohibits listening to one side. If that's the case in that situation, then with regards to Lashon Hara, where we'll never get to hear the other side of the story, certainly it's biblically forbidden. The Benish Chai comments that the ear is so at risk of being penetrated by the enemy that God gave each one multiple guards, the five fingers on each hand to keep them safe and secure. Nevertheless, guards can't be situated too far away from the asset. Consequently, right near the opening, there's a piece of skin at the ready to protect against intruders. The Maharshal explains that there's no purpose for the soft part of the ear other than to block the ear when inappropriate talk is approaching. You have to be so careful what you allow your ears to hear. When the 19th century philosophical question, if a tree falls in a forest and there's no one present to hear it, does it make a sound, was addressed to scientists, they responded negatively. Sound is generated by the ear picking up vibrations. If there's no ear to act as a receiver for those vibrations, there is no sound. That neatly explains why listening to Lashon Hara is so terrible. If there would be nobody to listen to the Lashon Hara, it wouldn't make a sound. And that's why listening to Lashon Hara is even worse than speaking it. Speaking alone achieves nothing. It's the listening that makes it effective. The meaning of the rabbi's statement that the ears are the first to burn is that ears are extremely sensitive. Here's a couple of examples of their physical sensitivity. First, nobody ever needed to replace their legs because they danced too much when they were young, but a lot of musicians have hearing issues later in life because they stood too close to the loudspeakers. And secondly, having lived in Edmonton, Canada, I can tell you that when you go outside in minus 40 degrees, the ears are the first to get frostbite. Those are signs from heaven reminding us about the sensitive nature of our ears. But of course we're talking about spiritual sensitivity. When someone speaks Lashon Hara, he needs an active listening audience to receive his negative energy. Our ears are extremely sensitive, which means that all too often we believe what we hear no matter how ludicrous the report. You're probably familiar with different narrative voices, first person, second person, and third person. Those three parties our sages teach are poisoned by Lashon Hara. The speaker, the listener, and the subject of the gossip are all seriously affected by the negative energy. It's time to develop methods to get yourself out of conversations that are unworthy of your holy ears. May you merit hearing only good things and speaking positivity to the ears of all those around you, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter 
contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaic Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicopress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.